You're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Now, from the heart of Amish country, here's Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. All right, well, welcome to another week of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And uh, Troy, we had a a pretty uh, cool guest this time around, and uh, it was a guest that... uh, you used to know back in the day, and uh, I did, I yeah. did, and uh, you know, another one of my wall cohorts, right? <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. There should be some sort of plaque where the wall was in the mall that will have like your name and uh, and Morgan's name and uh, and um, the pastor, Chad. yeah, Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you. Um, we didn't even we didn't even work at the one in the Lebanon Valley Mall. We worked at the one in the Plaza before that was tore down. Oh my gosh! So, wow, that really goes yeah. way back. Yeah. Now we I shouldn't say that. Like I think every once in a while, if they needed help, we'd go over there and help out type thing. Okay. Um. But and we knew the other people that worked at that one, obviously. Right. Um. But yeah, mostly we just worked at the Plaza one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That is yeah. really funny. Yeah. So that tells you how long ago that was. Yes, was, uh, it does. Yeah, the plaza was a mall in Lebanon. Uh, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I probably stepped foot in there less than 10 times. Really? Yeah, never. that was never a go-to place for me, I guess. Yeah, that's. So. I went there pretty often. I mean, I was my, my first job out of high school was at the Sears department store there. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, so I spent pretty much time in there. Oh, wow. Um, so... What time did that? So like, what time did that close down? You talking about Sears, or are you talking about the mall? The mall, in general. The mall. The, the the mall over there closed down. Oh boy, I want to say probably what two thousand three. Oh okay, so quite, somewhere around there, quite a while yeah. ago. All right, yeah, hmm. yeah, somewhere around that time frame. Now, now Sears and. Um, I think Sears still stood the test of time for a little bit until yeah. until about three or four years ago. Um, but they tore all the rest of them all down, and that's when they built Kohl's and TJ Maxx. Okay. And famous Footwear. Yeah. There's, yeah. I think there's a Dollar Tree in there. Um, Michael's. Uh, yeah, Michael's is yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, uh, PetSmart. And there's an I can't forget PetSmart. PetSmart, yeah. <laughs> PetSmart took the place of... Um, what was there? Was that J.C. Penny? No, 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 it wasn't J.C. No. Penny. It was uh, Bonton. Yes. Yeah, it was Bonton. Wow. So. It's amazing how how uh, times have changed. Like, I remember when I would go, when we would go shopping, it would go to Hills. Yeah. Uh, yep, Hills. Uh, Nichols. Do you remember Nichols? I do remember Nichols. Uh, and what was the one down the road from there? Cleona. Yeah. 
Is that called? Was that called Zares? You know what? It might have been. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there yeah, was. I think that was called oh, Zares. No, Kings. Kings, yes, Kings. Yes, that's what I, I do was remember. Kings. Of. I do remember Kings too, but yeah, yeah. I, I remember Zares for some reason too. You might be you right. Know, you know, Zares might have been um, where Fan- uh, Planet Fitness is now. At the end of the mall. Oh yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. My gosh. Yep. Yeah, that that's weird. And then, uh, yeah, so you would have the hill, you would have hills, uh, kings, and and Boscovs. Here's a little trivia question for uh, a little Lebanon County uh, trivia. Do you remember what was in the Boscovs store before Boscovs? I don't. Okay. I've, I've, that was probably before your time, but probably. I was going to say, because I don't remember anything other than Boscovs. Okay. So. used to be an Acme grocery store get out of here yeah yep huh. yep i remember going i don't there even know if those are kid. those places still even open Acme's? <laughs> i don't know that's a good question i don't that's think they question. are i've never seen an advertisement for any of them probably not uh, definitely and that, not even when area. i go out of the area i don't remember receiving acme's no so. no out of the area i always see kroger's and yep um yeah, depending on what part of the area you're at, like Pittsburgh. Uh, I think I'm wrong because I just looked it up, and there's a couple. Chester Springs has one. Downington has one. Oh, wow. and Chester has one. So okay, yeah. So they're still around. So they're, they're still kicking. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think Walmart uh, destroyed a lot of those. <laughs> Walmart. Well, Giant has a big base too because oh, they don't only true. have Jar- they don't only have Giant, but they have Martins too. Oh um, yeah. Yep. So. That's a pretty big one. So, like you said, you got those. You got the Krogers. Uh-huh. Um, Giant. Yeah, there's a couple big. Yeah, there's a couple big uh, grocery trains out there. But yeah, Walmart. Walmart kind of. Well, and Target, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You got to throw Target. They have in a there. grocery center too now. You mm-hmm. know? So I think I think when uh, they decided to go with that route, everything all in one type shopping. Yeah, you know I mean, I think that really heard a lot of regular grocery stores most definitely and i kind of miss i miss places like the wall where you can just go in and browse through different music and uh buy you know back in my day it was buy the cassette you know yep. and uh and now i mean now i guess you know vinyl's coming back but still it's still not the same no you it's know? not I, and and i don't even know like are there even in record stores out there anymore? Like, I mean, I guess there's independent mom and pop ones, right? There's, Stuff like that. Yeah, but, there's used ones. Right. You know. Uh, but and I think they can order in, in new stuff, too. But, yeah. But, I mean, everything you do now is, is online now, and it kind of, I don't know. It takes away a little bit of the fun of it, doesn't it? It, it, t- it takes away the socializing, interactive part of it, yeah. you know, where, you know, just, I don't know, just going in a store and be like, hey, do you have this? Yeah, game or this music or you know, and then uh, putting on the headphones and listening to it before you buy it and yeah, you know, yeah, remember that they used to have little things in there where you could sample it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So just miss those days. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess twenty twenty. It's not a bad thing, but overall, (laughs) yeah, twenty twenty. It's convenient, but uh, yeah, but any other time, I don't know. I just I don't know. Just kind of. I'm not a big fan of crowds, obviously, but. Uh, but still, it's it's almost like being a Steelers fan. You know, I don't like the Cleveland Browns, but I didn't want to see them go away either. Right, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, uh, same thing with shopping. 
Yeah, I don't know. I always thought it was really cool when mm-hmm. everything was in the malls, whatever. You could, you know what I mean? Like, oh, let's go oh, to the yeah. Foot Locker or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there was all kinds of different stores in mm-hmm. there. Everybody could, and if you went with your family or whatever, like, everybody could have, like, you know, their own little niche as where they wanted to go or whatever. Exactly. You know? uh, hey, do you remember, like, what, like, buying your first album or your first cassette or whatever? Do you remember what it was? Uh, I don't know about cassette. Uh, I do remember I got a record for, um, I think it was like my seventh birthday or something like that one time. Okay. And if I remember correctly, it was, um, I think it was a Bon Jovi one, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Okay. The Slippery When Wet Tour. I don't think so. I think it was, I think it was New Jersey. Oh. It was after that. I think it was New Jersey. Oh, wow. Um, but that was the first one I ever purchased on my own was a CD and it was Green Day Dookie. Okay. Yeah. That was the first one I ever, ever purchased on my own after Uh, I bought a CD player. Okay. Actually, it was after my uncle gave me his old CD player. So. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. My first ever cassette I ever bought. Um, and I remember I was in the mall with, uh, my cousin, and uh, and it was a Michael Jackson thriller. Yeah, you know what? That might, that might be the first one I was ever gifted. Oh, really? <laughs> I think so. Oh, that's I think funny. So. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh, I guess we got on that topic because we were talking about the wall and uh, our yep. our next guest. Um, yep. You know, Morgan. Who? Well, actually, I guess her official name, if you're looking her up, is Cynthia Morgan. Uh, yeah. She goes by Morgan now. Kind of like right. Madonna, you know, she's making it big time. Well, absolutely, got to get <laughs> That's right, that's right. So, uh, but yeah, um, this yeah, we just got done celebrating Thanksgiving. I hope yours was a good one. Yeah, mine was great. Right, um, awesome. You know, we we were together with you know some immediate family. Um, you know, and everybody did their part as far as staying away from each other best they could, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, used gloves when we were dishing the food, all did that kind really? of fun wow. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, there's, you know, different people have different opinions on yeah. how to handle the situation. So everybody's just trying to be respectful of every, yeah. how everybody else feels. So, yep. you know. I get it 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we even had, um, I had the vet come over yesterday. We have a, we have a vet person who comes to the house. And, okay. And uh, he, you know. He obviously, he goes into a lot of houses and everything. He was recommending that we wear our masks when he comes in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I get that 100%, you know. Mm-hmm. He wants to make sure he's protected as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so uh, he came in. But um, yeah, our Thanksgiving was pretty good as well. Uh, we just had uh, just two extra people than normal come over. Mm-hmm. My oldest son came home from college. So he was home for a little bit. and just Doesn't went. he usually? Um, well, I mean, he's, he's got a off campus apartment. Now. Okay. So, so he's, he stays over, he stays on, uh, near the campus, uh, for the most part. But, and how uh, far of a drive does he have to your place? Oh, he's, he's only in Middletown. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's at the Harrisburg, uh, Penn State campus. Okay. I got you. Yep. yep. Uh, so yeah, so he's. He came home for a couple of days and then uh, went back actually just yesterday. So, uh, but other yeah, than Thanksgiving that, it's a it's a fun holiday though. It it's is. just it's it's just so laid back and yep. you have you know 
on most occasions you have football, which there were still two games this week. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, one of them got canceled, which would have been probably the best one to see. Yeah, right. I know. Um, I shouldn't say it got canceled. It got pushed back. Um, yeah, so far, pushed back. <laughs> yeah. Pushed back Sunday, pushed back Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which then also pushed back next week's Thursday game. Yep, it sure because did. Because the Ravens were supposed to play next Thursday as well. I think uh, they pushed the Cowboys, them. and now that got pushed back to what Monday night? I believe so. Yeah, the following Monday. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know, this is a mess. It is. It, it's getting uglier and uglier. Numbers are spiking up a little bit in the NFL. So we'll see yep. what happens. <laughs> so, but yeah, speaking of Thanksgiving, though, um, it's uh, I guess. In 1941, yeah, uh, FDR signed the bill that established the fourth Thursday in November as Thanksgiving Day. And yes, indeed. If you want to play a little clip about that, we could. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, actually, yeah, why don't we do that right now? President and Mrs. Roosevelt entertain crippled children with Thanksgiving turkey dinner at Warm Springs. And the first thing we do is to... Uh, speeches over first, and then you can get down to the real business of the day, which is, of course, to make short work of the bird. And this is what the children do, displaying no shyness in the presence of the President of the United States. All right, and that was uh, FDR's uh, declaration, I guess, not technically the declaration. Yeah, that, was, it, that was just, uh, that was actually before he declared Thanksgiving Day, that was... Um I think if I saw the clip correctly, it said like 1937 or something like that. He had um, a bunch of disabled children. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was at the White House. I'm assuming it was. No, it was um, in Georgia. Oh, it was in Georgia. Yeah, okay. somewhere in Georgia, and I forget where they said it was, but uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they he had a big Thanksgiving meal with a bunch of disabled children, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a pretty cool thing, actually. Yeah, and and you know what? Listening to him talk, he sounded like a pretty cool, laid back guy. He did, yeah. You know, joking around. Yeah, you gotta get your spinach and whatever else, yeah. <laughs> gotta murder the turkey, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he seemed actually kind of a, a pretty cool president, I guess. I guess he was well-liked because, uh, well, we definitely hear enough about him. Yeah, well, I mean, he had a pretty big part in helping get us out of the Depression. Yeah, and also and, uh, um, I, he was the one that kind of declared us into World War II. yeah. You know, this yeah. is a day that will live in infamy, if I remember correctly yeah. from him. Well, that was this, that was the same year too, right? Nineteen forty-one. Yeah, nineteen forty-one. Yeah. This will be a day yeah. that lives in infamy, and yeah. that that, or that that anniversary is coming up. It sure very is. Very It's right around the corner. Yep, yep. Next week, in fact, on well, a little bit over a week. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about a week and a half or so. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess we can. Uh, I guess that could be our next mystery clip. <laughs> it could. It could. We'll make it an um, FDR month. <laughs> but yeah, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just all the food. Good times. Yeah, you, know? you said it. Uh, I. You know what? And I think because of 2020, uh, I'm really, really getting into the holidays a little bit more than normal. Uh, I don't know about yeah. you. Did you Did you decorate for Christmas yet? Yeah, we talked. Yeah, we talked about that a couple. Oh, weeks that's ago. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Everything's pretty much up. Like I, I usually don't go crazy with the outside stuff. Okay. There is still there is still one set of lights I want to put up outside, but other than that, like gotcha. You know, I don't do too much crazy stuff outside. Usually just a, a, a bush or maybe our our uh, railing on our okay. front porch and stuff like that. That's about it. Okay. Cool. So good deal. Well, uh, we not, do... like the, not like Mister Griswold here. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I wish I I wish I had the skills to do something more elaborate, but I don't. So I don't even try. Uh, but it, yeah, I would like to be able to like put something all decked out where cars drive by, and like, oh my gosh, look at that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I I, just I saw don't. a friend of mine share something that there's a place down in um, Lingolstown that has a really cool setup. Okay. Um, set up to music and everything. Like oh that, wow! So, Did yeah. you ever see that house near the radio station a couple years back? I don't think I did. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, you know where uh, it's Lions Park area? Mm-hmm. Uh, not, yeah, uh, I guess that's right behind the radio station. I know what uh, you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. but one of the um, one of the houses there, uh, they went very elaborate to the point where they were actually having people stopping and taking a tour through their backyard and and everything, and they were even accepting oh. donations. Uh, and it, it was pretty extreme and I actually uh, got to tour it. It was really elaborate and, uh, really? yeah. And they were like offering hot chocolate as you walk through their garage and, um, yeah, they went all out and then I guess it got to the point where it got expensive for them because of like the electric bill and such. I uh, can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And they ended up selling all their lights, uh, the very next year. Really? Yeah. So, because it was that expensive? Or? Yep, I guess so. Um, and I and I want to say like a place like Hershey, you know, bought their the lights from them or something somewhere. Somehow they bought them, and uh, but it was in the paper and everything. It was it kind of made made headlines. So yeah, so that's and that's what this place is doing too. So um, I actually just found the Facebook page. So if anybody's interested, and they're in the Harrisburg area. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this this would be where you'd want to go and check it out. Uh, their address is fifty seven eighty Stillwell Court in Harrisburg. Okay, and it says the show runs from five to eleven every night. Oh wow! Unless unless they post it on their Facebook page, which you can go to Lingolstown Lingolstown Lights page. Okay, and it says um, the lights dance along to a new song, and um. It says you can tune your car radio to ninety eight point one FM to listen to it from your car. <laughs> oh, jeez! And That's it awesome. says you can, you're also welcome to walk around and watch the show from the curb if you want to get a closer look. And That's they cool. do accept they accept donations too, and all their donations go to the Make a Wish Foundation. Oh, nice, nice! I can so last year that. they had thirty eight hundred dollars. You know what? We should put that on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's it called again? The, the, it's called Lingolstown Lights page. Okay, that's their Facebook page, and then the name of the or the address of the place is fifty seven eighty Stillwell Court in Harrisburg. Gotcha. And they actually, I even have a list of all the songs that they do too. Like, um, um, they do the the Transparent Orchestra, um, Feliz Navidad. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. Um, all I want for Christmas is you. And yeah, it's pretty cool. And yeah. then there's a couple pictures of the place, and it's. It's pretty well lit up, okay. so <laughs> yeah. I have to make a. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna make a trip there. I was gonna say. And, I think uh, it's a worthwhile. It's. It sounds like it's in Lingolstown more than Harrisburg, so it wouldn't be a far trip at all. Yeah, so I definitely think I'm going to uh, 
take the kids there. In fact, we were up in Harrisburg just the other night, and we we had talked about it, but for some reason, I guess the night kind of got away from us, and we didn't make it. But yeah, that might just be one of those things where we make a special trip for it. Yeah, that sounds like a plan to me too. I think I might do that as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we do also have a guest this week, and like we said earlier, it's Cynthia Morgan, uh, former coworker of yours. But mm-hmm. uh, but she's more than just a former coworker. This this woman is a um, is an award winning author, and uh, she writes a book, a uh, bunch of book series. And uh, we'll have yeah, she, yeah, go ahead. She has she has two of them. Um, the first series was the the um, the Dark Fae series. I think is what she said it mm-hmm. was. And that one's a trilogy, three books. And she's in the midst of her new series, which is called the Mercy series. And that is, uh, I think, I think she's, if you remember correctly during the interview, didn't she say she's working on number three right now? And that one should be done pretty soon. And there's also going to be a fourth one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, her books, you can find them on like audible G or audible. Um, you can find them like that's where you can find the audible version, obviously. Sure. And then you can find them on, uh, like Amazon, she said they're going to be, what she say, Barnes & Noble? Yeah. They're going to be in Barnes & Noble soon. Yeah, she's going to be in the um, brick-and-mortar stores. Yeah. So, yeah, she's uh, she's doing well for herself. Heck, yeah. So And and uh, and she'll talk more about this uh, later where she'll be doing, like, I guess, kind of what they compare it to is trailers, kind of like movie trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely listen to uh, her explain that. I think that's really intriguing in regards to what that could become. You know, there's there's a there's a lot of potential there, and uh, and yeah, I I really hope that uh, she makes it big soon. Yeah, I do too, and I think the book trailer thing is just, I think it's a thing that they can use to gauge what the interest might be. Yep. If they do want to make it into some sort of series or exactly. or a television show or even a movie or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's definitely the the first step in that direction. I believe. Yep. Most definitely. So uh, I guess without further ado, why don't we uh, take you to our interview with uh, Cynthia Morgan, who goes by Morgan. And uh, we will uh, we'll, uh, show the, uh, I guess we'll play the interview right after this uh, quick message. All right, well, welcome back to another show. Stay tuned with Troy and Howie. And uh, Troy, I guess, you know what? I'm going to take it to a different, uh, different avenue here because... Uh, I'm starting to wonder, you know, what does the wall produce? You remember the wall, you know, it's a, what was that? A record and movie store, uh, and yeah. you know, whatever type of store in the mall that you can buy all these things. Uh, but you know, first we're interviewing somebody who is a, um, who's now a pastor who used to work at the wall. Uh, you used to work at the wall and now, you know, you're a famous, uh, podcast host. And, yeah, uh, and now we got an award-winning author who also worked at the wall. So uh, who do we got going on here? Well, hi. This is uh, Cynthia Morgan. She just goes by Morgan now. Okay. Um, back in the day when I knew her, we used to all just call her Sin. So. <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, hi. Yeah, Cynthia, hi. Uh, Miss, Mrs., Mrs. Morgan, Miss Morgan, uh, welcome to all the show. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yep. Hello. Um, Hello there. So it's. It's good to have you on the show, and it's good to see you. It's been so it's, long since I see you. It's good you, so. to see you again after <clears throat> a number of years. Yeah, probably about twenty. <laughs> I was going to say, right? Probably about twenty. Yeah. Back yeah. when the malls were thriving, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and we could work at the wall in our jeans and t-shirts. Oh my gosh. Yep. Good times. And, and you know what? That kind of reminds me, have you guys been, or I, I guess, Morgan, you probably haven't been uh, in the mall here locally recently, uh, but man, it's depressing when you walk into this mall now, you know, where all the, all the stores are shut down and uh, there's only a couple stores that are open and it's just really depressing. You know, you can go in there and find a total of five people now. You know, why even why even have a store set up in the mall anymore? Yeah, it's it's unfortunate what uh, what's happened to our economy as far as malls go. But mm-hmm. I think it's been several years, at least in the making. And a lot of people are just leaning towards online and digital. Yep. Yeah. Most yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Malls. I, I can't believe they're still hanging around this long, to be honest. Yeah. So uh, before before I started getting onto the wall topic, uh, you know, we're actually talking to an award-winning author. So uh, what got you from point A, working in the wall, to <laughs> where we are today? And, and you're no longer living in Pennsylvania. You're living in Virginia, correct? That's correct. Yeah, so, yeah close so, to Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. So what got you, like, like was this a passion of yours? from from the start writing has always been a passion of mine i i literally have uh little stories that i wrote for my mother in crayon uh, (laughs) that i don't even remember writing that i was that young um so words have always come naturally um but it wasn't really until about 2012 where um, when I first came up with the idea for The Reviled mm-hmm. and wrote, um, actually wrote what is now chapter six of, of that book. Wow. And um, I shared it with a couple of people and, and got some fantastic feedback. And in 2013, um, I started a blog, Book and Volume, um, and started posting some of my writings from... Dark Fae mm-hmm. on the blog and and got incredible incredibly supportive uh, response. Sweet. So within a year, a friend of mine um, walked into where I was working with a magazine that had an article about how easy it was to uh, publish on Kindle Direct Publishing, and she helped me uh, make that a reality. Okay, and and, and yeah. how easy is that, by the way? Uh, doing it was, when we first, you have to write the book sure. <laughs> and then back in the day, um, you used to have to actually, you have to format that monster in very <laughs> specific ways for Kindle. Um, and that was extremely challenging. Um, but we worked on it together and, and accomplished that. And then really, once you do that, it was like, press a button Okay, melodramatic. It was, you know, <laughs> but it was exciting at the same time. She had a little uh, publishing party for me with a couple of my friends. Oh, that's awesome. And fortunately for me, within another year, um, by January 2014, I had been picked up by a publisher. Oh, um, that is awesome. So, so, so what what is the process from like a publisher getting to notice you know, what you've written and like, how do they contact you? Uh, I actually contacted them. Okay. Um, it was a lot of, uh, 
just like when you're trying to find an agent, it's a lot of submitting manuscripts and hoping and um, bracing yourself for rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, and fortunately for me, I was able to, uh, d- I actually discovered this publisher through another author who I met on Twitter of all places (laughs) Um, and did a little research and this publisher is kind of a hybrid publisher he's not like your traditional brick and mortar okay Um, so he's based in Japan Um, he's from Finland um, (laughs) but he's got art he's got authors you know from all around the world and it's you know I am not uh, I'm not on CBS yet and I haven't made it to Good Morning America, um, <laughs> but my books are available worldwide and they're in several different languages now. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I have audio books and he's created um, licensed product for me. If you want to buy a pair of leggings or socks with the reviled cover on it, you can do that. My God! So it's been an amazing T-shirts. journey. Yeah, T-shirts. Chad has a T-shirt. Chad has a T-shirt. Okay. (laughs) So So, um, it's been a slow progression, but it's constantly moving forward, which I like. Yeah, that's awesome. So so you mentioned the Reviled. Um, You want to talk about that a little bit as far as, uh, number one, how did you even come up with the name? What does the name mean? And, uh, and, And I guess the series that are involved with it. So the series is actually called Dark Fae. It is a young adult fantasy trilogy, um, young adult as in like similar to Harry Potter. And okay. um, the idea actually, odd as this may sound, came to me as a dream. Hmm. Um, I had a really vivid dream and, you know, dreams kind of come and they fade and you, whatever. Hmm. Um, this dream really didn't leave my head and for days afterwards I was thinking about it and the more I thought about it the more like characters were starting to come out of the shadows and I was it was developing in my mind and I thought okay well this is crazy I I have to do what I do as a writer and I just started (laughs) writing and literally within probably two hours I had chapter the whole chapter six um book and, and it really, honestly, I didn't even have to do a whole lot of revision. It just told itself. Um, so it came, it came that way. And the reviled um, basically means that um, there are, it's, it's a story about uh, Fae of the Light and Dark Fae. Fae of the Light, the Fae are human beings sized um, people, but they have wings. They they possess magic, um, and there are good fae and bad fae. Mm-hmm. Fae of the light, dark fae. The dark mm-hmm. fae have several names. The reviled being one of them. I just kind of made it up off the top of my head, um, <laughs> and it slowly progressed into a story about um, child soldiers, and and um, you know if you look at the, the very unfortunate lives of children who are possibly usually abducted from their homes and right. forced into military situations. Um, it's, it's catastrophic and it's, it's horrifying. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, I, I, I thought this is similar somehow. It, it 
I've made a lot of connections and it progressed into a story about uh, this one dark fae who had been abducted and Mm -hmm. he eventually um, fought his way back and escaped. Um, But then he decided to go back into that dark realm so that he could rescue other child fae okay. from, that, from that darkness. And, and through that process, he sheds a lot of light on, on their situation. And the tagline for the this, this series is actually, um, the only way to achieve peace is by becoming peace. Hmm. And so ultimately, these, these fae of the light begin to see how horrible the, the lives of the reviled are. And they actually make a decision, and it, you know, it, it often, as often happens in the fantasy story, it turns into full scale war, and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of all your action figures throwing together at one time. But at the end of the story, they did something positive to create a change and make these children's lives better. Okay. So, so, so when you first, when you got to the point, um, and you got this first book going did you ever think there was going to be another book and then another book after that like did you always seeing it being a series or was it just going to be one book to see how it goes and then all of a sudden it turned into i got more ideas i want to keep this going it did sort of uh, evolve from one book as the story uh, as you can kind of tell i'm a little verbose i i, I like words <laughs> so, it, you know, the story suddenly was was in eighty thousand words, and I was like, "Well, wow. I know I can't, I can't make, I can't sell a book if it's two hundred and fifty thousand words." Yeah. Um. So I decided, well, we'll just have book one, book two, book three. Oh my gosh. Um. And and it took me about four four or five years to okay. to actually complete that. Oh wow! Yeah. Monumental so, challenge. <laughs> You know what, though, I, I I'd like to maybe get you evaluated because uh, the, the, <laughs> the the stories could be scary. Yeah, because if this is all coming to you in a dream, I'm a little worried for you. If this is all in your dream, uh, because uh, this seems it like it a, could be coming from a dark place. A pretty, it was hey. actually a pretty dark dream. Yeah, um, but, but then I I actually saw a um, I was watching. Um, a video series called uh, Long Way Down. Okay. It's Ewan McGregor and a friend of his who ride their motorcycles from the northernmost point in Scotland, John O'Groats, and they take three months and they ride their motorcycles all the way to Cape Town. Oh, wow. Which is impressive in and of itself. Yeah. But during that trip, um, they go to a village in Uganda where... This is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a militant group there called the Lord's Resistance Army, and they abduct children. And UNICEF, who was sponsoring these guys on their motorcycle trip, um, set up an opportunity for them to go and talk to some of these children who escaped. Okay. And so watching that really kind of nailed it home for me. Yeah. And and I was like, yeah, this is so similar that. It, it it became easy to tell that story, mm-hmm. even though thank God I've never um, been been privy to it myself. Right. You know. Yeah, definitely. 
and and then after that story, you know, it it just kind of I waited around for about a six months, eight months, or something until the next one popped into my head. Okay. Until <laughs> hey, well, the if next I'm not mistaken, though. If I well, yeah, exactly. But if I'm not mistaken, isn't that how the Beatles got their name through a dream? Did they? That's what I was. I was told John Lennon had a dream, and in that dream, it said, "You will be the Beatles with an A." Wow! That's oh my story. goodness. There you go. Well, hey, there you go. <laughs> no argument there, right? Don't just count your dreams, right? <laughs> uh, so, so Morgan, you obviously, I mean, you sound very intelligent, and uh, and obviously, it, it this isn't something you can just do and write a book and then, boom, put it out there and and voila, you know, we're we're making, you know, book after book and and successful book after book uh, to boot. Um, so what kind of background do you have in regards to like education and does that play a role in, in what you're able to do? I actually, um, just graduated high school. I I never actually went to college, although I did consider going to college for, as an English major. Okay. Um, because I've always been very strong in, in English, in grammar, grammar and literature. Sure. Um, and obviously composition <laughs> and um and so it was it's just a natural gift thank goodness and i've just done a lot of independent studying um i've taken a few free courses where mm-hmm. where available took one uh um advanced creative writing course through phoenix university okay um just to kind of more it, that was more just to pad my own ego, so to speak, just to kind of <laughs> verify for myself that okay, I I guess I do know how to do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, if I would have gotten D's and F's, I would have been like, well, okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so a lot of trial and error, and and honestly, the blog that I started was was really helpful because. Sure. It, it helped me not only get valuable feedback, you write well, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but also it helped me to create my own style. Sure. You know, a lot of a lot of authors, you can recognize mm-hmm. their words just by reading them. You know, oh, Stephen King wrote that or oh, oh that's yeah. definitely Philippa Gregory or, yep. you know, you, hands down, you can't miss that's Charles Dickens because it's one sentence and it's three paragraphs long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I've kind of been able to develop my own voice and people recognize it now, which is that's awesome. You know, kind of amazing to me. I bet. So, so what I remember when we, when we first started this conversation here, uh, you had said that you even have stories that you wrote to your mom in Cran way back in the day. So, I do. so where where did this all take place? Where did you grow up at? Uh, I grew up in Lebanon County. Okay. I was born in Allentown, but but we moved to uh, Lebanon County, close to Myerstown. When I was four or five, my father was in the National Guard at Indian Town Gap. Yep. Um, and so you know, I would spend summers with a crayon in my hand or out in the trees pulling up. Poison Ivy, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I've always been—I've always been creative in that way, writing little stories or writing poems or you know something, something to do with words. Mm-hmm. And I also remember having this conversation with you when I when I saw your book was doing well, 
And and I've had this discussion with Chad too. I, I've never been a reader. I've never been much for reading. Um, and now you have some available in audio, so we'll get into that. Yep, I but do. <laughs> I also remember you saying that you yourself are not much of a reader. I am not much of a reader, uh, and mainly uh, I think that's due mostly because I'm usually doing the writing. Yeah, sure. Um, but I do, I do have very, I'm very finicky about my reading. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a word snob. <laughs> I like, I like Charles Dickens and Jane Austen. Okay. You know, I like John Muir and 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 Blake and Poe. I like the classics because I love the way the English language was used. Uh, it was an gotcha. art, It was an art form back then, you know, and. Um, so I actually do have a book in the in the works. It's like a Regency period, you know, romance drama. Yeah. Um, but it's written very much in the style of uh, Jane Austen. Okay. You know, okay. Where where uh, it's superfluous mm-hmm. with words. Oh my god. And gosh. You know, it could be it could probably <laughs> be an eighty thousand word book. Um, but because I made it like Jane Austen, it's more like two hundred and fifty thousand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay. It's so, crazy. So are you at the point in time where uh, this is your full-time job? I am not there yet only because um, financially, sure. you know, I, I haven't hit I haven't hit the same um, the same marketability as Stephen King or okay. Philip Gregory. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, but I am actually in the process of working with a, a potentially new publisher hmm. um, who who could make that possible. And okay. certainly I have some opportunities opening up uh, in the very near future that are going to make my work a lot more available um, ah, globally. Nice. Let's, let's, t- let's jump into that. So let's do. What, what, what's the deal that you just signed? The deal is I was contacted by the CEO of Golden Network Television, which is a, you know, it's kind of like a Golden Girls kind of t- television station. Uh-huh. Or like Me TV. It's yeah, like, you know, yeah. the, all those old shows. And it's really geared towards maybe the <clears throat> senior citizens or us older folks. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But it's also um, expanding outward into Roku, um, mm-hmm. and they have a, a new project where they're actually making a streamable library. Hmm. Um, and what this entails is taking a book, breaking it up into maybe five to eight segments, and creating for each segment, you know, what you might think of as like a mini movie trailer. It's mm-hmm. not going to have any spoilers. None of them are going to reveal the end of the book because mm-hmm. the idea is for for the the streamers to watch these and go, oh my gosh, I really want to go read that book and go yeah. buy the book. Okay. Right. So it's it's a nice partnership with them because they're generating revenue for themselves and they're getting potential readers for me. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a say? I was just going to say, do you have a say in what goes into those trailers? Creatively, um, they have the final word, but yes, they are going to reach out to me as far as, you know, what segments of the book I feel are, are, you know, the most key elements and ones um, that'll grab them. Right. The Mm -hmm. highest tension and the storylines and 
Uh, I actually recently worked with uh, an international artist who uh, created a a character for me so that I don't have to steal a character (laughs) from somebody else and have copyright (laughs) infringement. Um, So she created a character specifically for me based on about a week's worth of us going back and forth with emails, you know, oh, he's got blonde hair, not brown hair. Oh, he has purple Mm -hmm. eyes, purple eyes, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. So, which that was very exciting. Well, that's, that's something else I want to jump into is some of the names of your characters. But um, before we get into (laughs) that, um, does, does this open the door for the possibility of maybe a movie or a TV series or something being built from this? Good gracious, I certainly hope so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, has that been, I mean, was that talked about at all, though? I, I think that certainly, you know, before anybody would jump into that, they're going to wait and see how well they stream. Mm-hmm. Sure. I would, you know. Um, but but it's certainly a possibility, you know, now that, now that it's already in that venue of book to TV or book to movie. Yeah. Um, Is that, how I, does that... Oh, go ahead, if you were to keep going. I was going to say, I think, I've been told by a lot of my readers that, that my both series, you know, kind of play like a movie in their head while mm-hmm. they're reading it, and it would sure. translate fairly well, so. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, boy, Yeah, that so would I was just really going to cool. say, like, a lot of times when you see books that were made into movies or such, uh, one of the beginning lines in the credits is a story by or something like that. Now, it, it might be different depending on how the deal is assigned um but does the author usually have a say in how the movie is created at that point or is it something the author just signs the rights over and they hope they get it as close as they can it entirely depends on the contract the author strikes that's what i figured i know that um the witcher for example Mm -hmm. um the author of the witcher um polish author he waited many many years um, before somebody offered him um, a, a contract where he would have some creative input, okay, sure. And and there are a lot of there are a lot of people who don't have the patience to wait for that. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, I would definitely want some. I would definitely want that creative. Um, maybe not the final say, sure, um, but because you know I don't know as far as movies marketability right. and, and all of right. that mm-hmm. but but you know if some creative say would would be very very much appreciated so they don't turn your book into something it's absolutely not we've all right. seen those oh i loved that book and then you yep. watch the movie and you're like what in <laughs> yeah. the name of mike you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so true yeah. yeah you hear that often now, you're really you, disappointed you read so. the book first because if you watch the movie it's going to ruin it for you <laughs> yeah, right right, right. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned marketability. Um, how how did you get your name out there to even get noticed? And to I mean, obviously, you probably reached out to some publishing company and and somehow, you know, your your story stuck for them to to use you and and hire you on board, I guess. But like what what efforts and what legwork did you do to kind of get yourself known and noticed? It is it is a never ending labor of love yes. to be an author these days. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it is. I mean, you could be very very lucky and be J.K. Rowling and have your you know have that success wash over you like a wave. Mm-hmm. But 
But that doesn't happen very often. More often in today's reality, you have many, many very successful self-published or hybrid published authors who, for the majority of the time, are doing their marketing themselves. Mm -hmm. and, and for myself, um, I've been doing that you know, for seven years, ever since mm -hmm. I started the blog. Okay. Um, it's just a very slow roll. I remember when I started Book and Volume, I remember celebrating 35 followers. <laughs> oh my gosh, 35 people are following me. Yeah. And now I, I can't even fathom. I have over 18,000 followers. Wow. And it just blows me away. I'm like, where, where do all these people come from? Yeah. And literally there's only a few countries around the world that have not at some point or another visited my blog. So so what country is the country that's um, following the most? Oh certainly the United States, okay. Canada and the and the UK are are my top three. Oh, okay. Yeah, are my top three. Um but there are you know there are countries that I've never even heard of. <laughs> <laughs> that have you know people who have visited and it's just amazing to me yeah you know i sometimes i did a lot of times i just sit and shake my head and i think you know i do this interview or i do that book spotlight or i'll i'll do an interview for another author or mm -hmm. you know you do all these little things and you think meh you don't realize how one is stacking up on top of the other right and how your your progressive work throughout the course of time that you spend i mean 7 years is not a short amount of time yeah. um, but but the, every little step forward keeps propelling you yeah you know you can't move forward unless you keep doing something <laughs> So. And and you all and I, and I said in the beginning of the show, you know, we're talking to an award-winning author, you know. So, what about those awards, and how did you uh, come about receiving them? Those awards are some of my most cherished images. Um, it's amazing to me that that I've won anything, right? <laughs> um, but but I I've entered some contests uh reader's favorite is a globally known um literary company jim carrey has won awards with them mm -hmm. as, as among other people and um i've not only gotten five-star review and recommendations from them um but i also just this year won the silver medal for fantasy oh, um, awesome. with my news with my new series yeah it's fantastic I've won book awards for Dark Fae through New Apple Literary Agency, which is another big one. Uh, the Independent Authors Network was just literally a month ago, hmm. um, gave me a Book of the Year award for fantasy um, <laughs> for, again, for my new series, uh, the Mercy series. Um, and then, of course, the always coveted Amazon bestseller. Which, yes, that's always good. I, <laughs> that means you're selling I this year as well. So yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome! And I do yeah. a lot of I do a lot of happy dancing in my dining room. <laughs> I'm sure you do, and yeah. it's and it's well deserved. Um, yeah, I mean, 
So, it blows me so, away. I bet. So the first series, the, the Dark Fae series, and then the new series you have is um, – I'm sorry. It's not coming to me right now. The, it's the Mercy uh, series. The Mercy series. I'm sorry. And That's the right. first one, is, and that is the Misericord. Is that – Misericord, yeah. And that means Mercy, as you told us earlier. Um, now, how many books are in that series? Currently two are published. Okay. And I'm working on, um, there will be four. I'm working on book three. Hmm. Okay. I'm about, I'm about two thirds of the way done, um, with the first, the first write, as I call it. And then after I'm done writing, you know, then you go back and you polish and review and you add mm-hmm. and you revise and you change and you edit some more and, you know, but. Is that something that you just like to do? Like, did you, you had that in mind when you, when you started this book, it was probably going to be four books or, um. Not initially. I knew it was going to be a series. I wasn't quite sure how long it was going to be. Um, But actually, the first book, when I I finished writing it, it was 175,000 words. And I did a little research and I found out that there's no there's no publisher on the planet who wants a book that long. (laughs) People don't want to sit down and read that read that long of a story. They don't have time anymore. The, the, the hot spot right now is between 80 and 100,000 words. Huh. So okay. what I did was I broke the manuscript in half. I chopped it in half. I added a little bit of segue work um, so that mm-hmm. the two would, you know, become – so that the one would become two. Sure. And then I gave them both to my publisher <laughs> and started they, working on book three. Okay. Do they have like a recommendation on how many books they want you to put out? Or is that all just totally whenever you're ready to publish a book, they, you just come to them? Or Some publishers, more of the traditional brick and mortar publishers do, do that. Um, I am blessed with a, a hybrid publisher who really leaves the creative control up to me. You know, they don't go through with a with an editor that's going to say, oh, that's too wordy or, oh, that doesn't make sense. Or I hate that character. Write him out. You know, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, but they're happy to take pretty much anything that's that they, you know, they they vet it and they make sure that it's marketable. Um, they, they do run it through an edit process to make sure that it's, you know, not messy um, before they publish it. Um, yeah. But basically, I can send them whatever I whatever I have an idea for. Okay, uh, which I'm lucky. Yeah, I would say you are. Who do that. Uh, so, so do you have like a like a goal in mind on what you want to do and what you want to become in the next? I don't know, like five, ten plus years, and like where, like where, where do you want to be headed, and how soon do you want to get there? That's a great question. What do I want to be when I grow up? I I didn't know a number of years ago when I left high school. I probably still don't know, except to say I want to be a writer. Okay. And um, the the more I can do to make that an everyday uh, occurrence, I would love to get to the point where writing can be my nine to five so yep. to speak, and I don't have to work for XYZ company, yeah. you know, doing the nine to five thing. <laughs> um, I do, I do actually, I just honestly this week created a writer's CV and um, a specific writer's cover letter so that I can start 
freelance writing, so that's on my menu of things for next year. And I actually am uh, collecting the equipment that I need in order to do a podcast of my own. There you go. Look at that. Uh, So, but but mainly, you know, always words. Words are going to be my my heart and soul, my bread and butter. Um, and that's where I want to be. Ten years down the road, I want to be J.K. Rowling. So what would it take to get to the point where... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. What, what would it take to get to the point where you could say that it's a full-time gig and that, like, what has to happen for the, for you to be there? Paying your bills? <laughs> well, no, I know that. Bills. I know, but, right. but, but, but how, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, what what's... How close you are you? Need to become, I yeah. would need to become a, a like a New York best-selling, New York's best-selling author, you know. Okay. I would need to get that that movie deal or mm. um, a good brick-and-mortar publisher would pick me up and, and you know, we would start doing all the things that, that you see J.K. Rowling doing, you know. Sure monster book tours and signings and events and speaking contracts and things like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. Maybe that's not my thing. Um, maybe J.K. Rowling is a little <laughs> high to, to reach for, but, but it would be fantastic <laughs> to be able to say that I am, you know, self-employed. I'm an author. I do this nine to five. You know, it's what I love. Yep. And, you know, and, and that would make me very happy. But why, I mean, you say maybe that isn't, you know, J.K. Rowling maybe isn't where you're going to be. Well, but why not Why not shoot for it, though, right? You know, financially, that would be fantastic. Who knows well, who would be the second richest person in the world? But then <laughs> I think about all of the things that come along with that. Yeah, that's you true. You know, all of the, the lack of privacy. The politics. All of the, I mean, honestly, if you think, we don't think about that side of it. How hard is it to become somebody that no matter where you go, they see you, they recognize, mm-hmm. they're watching you? Mm-hmm. You know, how hard is it to to constantly be questioned everywhere you go, you know? Everybody is taking from you, taking from you, taking from you. you All of a sudden you have third cousins you didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And I think you'd be a very strong person to be able to withstand celebrity. I think that we've seen enough celebrities go through hell and back, Mm, you know, to be able to say that it's not always a bed of roses. Very true. So I don't know, maybe not, maybe not J.K. Rowling, but, but I would certainly like to be able to do it full time. Well, yeah. if you do become J.K. Rowling, I would like to think I am a third cousin. <laughs> Everybody I used to work with and their friends. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> because back in the day when we worked at the wall, who knew that, yeah, that this would I happen? Know. I know. I know. It's crazy. Um, you, we had, you know what? We had, a great, we had a great group there. We really did. You we know? did. We had a lot of fun. I always think about the fun that we had. Yep. That was that one job. of those jobs where I was so excited. I mean, it was only part-time for me, but I was so excited. Every time I would work, get done with my full-time job, and I'd go in there and work part-time just because I liked it so much. Like, it just didn't matter that was, I was working 12 hours that day, you know? Was, just because it was fun, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we worked. You know, we did what we were supposed to do, but we made it fun mm-hmm. somehow, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, it was, you know, the love of music that brought us all together. But, you know, here we are, you know, 20 years later. And, you know, 
it, it wasn't as easy to stay in touch. Thank God for social media. Now we can. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but you know, it, I'm I'm so glad to see everybody doing so well that I used to know, and it's just it's, it's a really cool thing. It really it is. is. It is awesome. And you know, thank goodness for social media, especially mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And <laughs> what would we do without Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Right? Yeah, so true. Gosh. And you know what? Speaking of this year. Do you find yourself writing more or or doing more because you're quarantined and such or actually I am not quarantined. Okay, good. Um, I work at a hospital <laughs> and, <Me too. laughs> and I do you really I do. I work yeah, and I work with nursing administration. So I actually was only working remotely from home for about two weeks. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And ever since then I've been, you know, going in wearing the mask and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, so, so no, I don't find myself writing more. I actually find myself writing less yeah. because I'm doing more as far as um, networking, social media, marketing. Okay. You know, I've taken on some additional little side projects. I do book reviews. You know, I have a second blog now where I do book reviews and author spotlights and that kind of thing. And oh, that, wow. That takes a lot of time because people, everybody wants that. Uh, everybody yeah. wants to get in on that. So <laughs> thank goodness it's popular. Yeah. But yeah, it takes time away from my writing. Yeah, I bet. And and with you writing these books, uh, did you find yourself trying to learn the business end of things uh, at the same time, or or did you start learning the business end of things after you started writing these books? And, oh, definitely after. Okay. It, it, was, it was the love of words initially. It still is. Sure. You know, I, I'm thank God that I have a, a great publisher because he takes care of all that that I don't know how to do or mm-hmm. don't want to do, um, you know. But I did have to learn a great deal about how to market. Sure. Um, and every day I've, I try to learn a little something new because it makes you – you know, better at it tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, and that, and but at always, the end of the day, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Luck too. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Uh, and I guess it always intrigues me because, uh, you know, I always wonder how, like, somebody, you know, like when we interview folks, uh, especially like in the music industry, uh, we might find one group is getting you know, a hundred thousand followers, you know, on YouTube, or in fact, in the one case, we have somebody who has close to a million views on YouTube. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, then with you and and your situation, you went from 35 followers. Now you're up to 18,000 or, or, or whatnot, you know, and it just, I always, I always get fascinated with finding out how you folks are able to, to attract those followers or those listeners, you know, and how does that happen? Does it just kind of snowball or, or are you just out there hustling the whole time? I, I don't, I don't know what you mean by hustle. (laughs) I I think you do. (laughs) Yeah. I've been out there and you know, it's, it's a lot of rubbing elbows, as I say. Sure. Um, it's a lot of um, making conversation. Um, and it's, it really started to snowball very early on for me. And um, I stuck with one thing mostly. I stuck with poetry. 
And and I, that's kind of how I started my blog was mainly poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I developed my voice and my style. And, and people started recognizing. They're like, oh, I can tell that's a Morgan poem a mile away. And I'm like, how? <laughs> what? what do you mean? You know, I don't, how do you know? But they do. Um, yeah. How does that work? I don't know. I think a lot of people will say that you figure out what people want and then you give it to them. Mm-hmm. But but what if what they want is not what I want to do? Like, no, this is not a bash. No, no bashing intended. But, <laughs> you know, Fifty Shades of Grey has made a lot of money. Sure. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are, are digging it. And, you know, that's fantastic. But that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So how do you get that following if that, you know, isn't what I want to do? Right. Um, it's maybe it's a slower roll, but but I think if you if you work hard and you stay true to what you're doing and you you find what you're good at and you stick with it mm-hmm. and you make yourself like find your voice and make yourself you, mm-hmm. you know, people are either gonna like you or they're not. I was never the person in high school, elementary school, middle school that had ten thousand friends. Because I've always had that mentality. You either like me or you don't. I don't care. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm fun. If you want to hang out and have fun, great. If you don't, bye. Right. And and I think you kind of have to let let some of that bounce off of you. Because otherwise you're going to constantly be chasing that gold star. Mm -hmm. You're not going to enjoy what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. I think a lot of times, you know, just being yourself... And putting yourself out there the way you are is going to attract the natural audience that you want to attract. I think so, yeah. yeah. And if you let yourself shine through and you give what you're good at giving, mm-hmm. then, then you know, the people that like you, the people that, people will come. You know, yeah. if mm-hmm. you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Authenticity is a lot. is It's it's very important. I think. I think you it know? is, and I think yeah. people can tell when you're when you're genuine. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Yeah. So you mentioned. So, um, you, oh yeah, go ahead, Troy. Well, no, go ahead. If you got another. Oh, question, I was just going to say you you had mentioned that you uh, you're you're not the biggest fan of reading, uh, but yeah. So so what do you do in your downtime when your your brain's not on overdrive of writing books? That doesn't happen very often, but it's weird <laughs> because it's it's actually kind of scary. You hear writers constantly saying, "Oh my God, I have writer's block." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I've never I've I've only experienced that once. Okay, um, but I understand now, having experienced it, how terrifying it is. Mm. Um, for about four or five years, I had nothing but dark fay in my brain. Constantly, it was just I was constantly weaving scenes and having conversations and characters talking to each other and what's he wearing, what does he look like, but da da da. Yeah. And then it was amazing when when I finished book three. It was like the the light went off, hmm. and I thought, okay, well, just roll with it. And it was staggeringly silent in my head for months, and I. I got a little worried. Um, mm-hmm. I got a little worried about that. And then I realized something. 
Um, so this is my, my little tip for anybody who gets writer's block or creative block. Because it's not just writers, it's artists, anybody who's sure. creative, artists. I mean, even people who ask questions. You know, you're going to come to a point where you're like, you know? yeah. I mean, even, even sports stars, they say, they get the yips, you know? Yeah, you get that creative block. Why does that happen? Well, here's my theory. You know, we live day to day. We, we get energy and we do our thing, and then we get tired, and we rest. Mm. And creative people don't rest often. Your brain is always going. So when that writer's block comes, I think it's your your brain, your creative side, your your chi, whatever you want to call it, yeah. saying, take a breath, mm-hmm. yeah. relax, you know, maybe go for a walk, find something else to do, rest, let your creative energy rest and just like when you wake up in the morning refreshed it might be eight hours 10 12 hours later but you wake up the next Mm -hmm. morning and you're refreshed and it comes back yeah and that's exactly what happened to me i didn't rush it i waited for it i read a book that i really didn't even quite like well i liked (laughs) half of it i hated the main character i hated her But it gave me the idea for the Mercy series. Okay. Yeah. And and isn't that true with a lot of things, though? Just like you were saying, like, even think about when you've lost something at home. You're like, oh, darn, I know where that was. And then you're looking and looking and looking and you can't find it. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to find it. You Ten stop, minutes later, you? you find it. Yep. You know? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's yeah. the same type of thing, right? It, it, it is. It just, you got to just give your body a break. Just let, just, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Listen to a piece of music. Go talk to a friend. You know, whatever. Take a nap. <laughs> Have a glass of wine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think what is that? Your third bottle now, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. Either. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just wondering if that's how all those voices are having conversations with yourself. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so, Morgan, if, if people want to get in touch with you, in touch with your book, uh, what, what's the, do you want to run down some of your things here? Um, you know, how they can get your book, how they can, I mean, obviously you need to get your book on Amazon, but I'm sure there's other ways they can get it as well. The so. easiest place to, to get it is their Amazon marketplace. Sure. Um, it is also available through Barnes & Noble, hmm. and very soon it will be available in the Barnes & Noble stores. Awesome. Oh, Awesome. Awesome. Um, you can also go to audible.com mm-hmm. because um, at least the first book of uh, The Reviled is available on Audible. And the the first two books of the Mercy series, Misericord and Clandestine, are also available on Audible. Um, the best way to find me is either to go to my blog, booknvolume.com. Um, or go to the, my Amazon author page because I have all my links there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you can find me um, on Twitter at MorganBC728. Okay. Wow. And all my awesome. links are there. So, yeah. Okay. So, so when, uh, when that book officially arrives at Barnes & Noble in the store, uh, here's what I'm going to suggest to you. All right. You're going to take one of those friends that you want to impress. All right. And you're just going to be like, hey, why don't we just go through here and just see what they have? And then then you you can just come across your book and be like, oh, my gosh, this looks amazing. And then, hey, who is the author of this? You know, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and just throw them for a loop, you know? Just kinda... you, know, you know, when I was younger, I worked in, I worked for somebody, and, you know, on all my spare time, um, I was writing. Mm. You know, I'd sit down to lunch, and I was writing, and I had all these notes, and, and I'd write on napkins. Gosh, I'd write on anything I could find. And and she would always kind of snicker and she'd be like, oh, the big artist, you know, and, <laughs> and I wish I knew where she was now. <laughs> I bet you do. I bet you do. Now, that's oh, someone you're going to have to look up. You know what? Maybe maybe I can help you with that. We're going to be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Find somebody and say, I just want to send you one of my hey, books, yeah. one of my hey, files. This, yeah. You don't know who you're talking to here. This guy used to be. Uh... Uh, a bounty hunter. Uh, what the heck were you? A bounty hunter. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. So he knows how to find people. So. The Mandalorian and <laughs> his mask off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, you would have made my son's day with that comment. Oh, my gosh. I just started watching it. I'm okay. a kind of slow learner. <laughs> but, I haven't started yet, honestly. I haven't either. Um, I haven't either. Um, it's I, really, I'm, really good. It's very I'm still well stuck made. on my like. I'm still stuck on my like 15th time of Cobra, Cobra Kai right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> Troy's pretty deep. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I go deep into you know Karate Kid. Uh, I can. I, I remember some of the conversations at the wall. Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine With Troy and Chad and Geo the Duke Jet. Geo the Duke Jet. You remember whatever I gave him that nickname, huh? Geo. I don't know. I don't know. But whenever <laughs> whenever I bring up that name, that's the first thing Chad always says. <laughs> was this, there was this guy that worked with us. His name was George, and he was yeah. he was a he was a he was a cosmetologist or something. He was but yeah. he was a crazy, amazing, high energy guy. Yeah. And yes, we, he they was. We always started calling him Geo the Duke Jet. <laughs> yep. Oh my oh, gosh! Yeah. Um, actually, you know how that came about is uh, a friend of mine. Um, he had uh, an imaginary wrestling association that he was in. His name was also George. <laughs> oh. So his re- so his wrestler name oh. he came up with the Geo the Duke Jet. So that's where I got that. At. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to name one of my side characters the Duke Jet. Oh, just, there you go. Well, well, hey, we. I mean, I mean, we're getting ready to wrap this up, but why don't you talk about that real quick? How do you come up with a lot of your names? I make stuff up. Well, Plain I know you also throw it out there on your social media, too. Like, hey, I'm looking for a name up. for this. Or, yeah. You know? Well, now, more recently, I need a name for a horse. And then yeah. I'll throw a, throw a picture of a horse up there. And, and I've done that for all three of the horses in in the Mercy series. Okay. Well, but I, I, should get cre- I, I should get riding credit for one of them because I had one of them. You did. You did. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't remember which one it was, but... <laughs> It was Cerise. Cerise, that's it, yes. It was Cerise, and that's the main character's horse. Oh, wow. Yep. Look Florida's at that. Florida's horse is Cerise. Yep. So, yes, writing, I have to put you in my in my credits. Troy Garland. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I will remember. But, yeah, for Dark Fae, I actually created two languages. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, um, I followed very specific rules. And my cousin actually said, you really need to write you know, like a little lexicon or something in the front of the book. So people can learn, you know, like learn Klingon. I, I saw can, that, yes. You I can saw learn that. how to speak uh, Delolf, which is the language of the reviled, or you can learn to speak Celebrate, which is the language of the Fae of the Light. That's so cool. That is <laughs> so, cool. That's awesome. But yeah, I just I just make stuff up. I just, what does this sound like? Harakju. That's cool. How do I spell that? <laughs> 
that's great. That's good stuff. Well, when you do make you, it, do you find that that might be intimidating for readers though when they see words like that than trying to pronounce them? Or they do. My even my sister said, like the main character for Dark Fay, his name is Gerenzval, nah. and she said I just called him G. but i tried and i even phonetically gave it to them the readers in the book how to phonetically say it yeah i think people who love fantasy who are real hardcore fantasy fans they love that yeah Yeah. absolutely and i like it so you know in my new series the mercy series the main character is an archangel um it's Actually, one of the archangels, Zod Kiel, who's the archangel of mercy. So I actually um, have a couple of things that he says in whatever high language of the angels that might be. I've made that up too, but you know. <laughs> and and before we wrap things up, I know how you were going to probably say something there to wrap things up, but I did just want to get that out there too. Um, the Golden Network Television, mm-hmm. I, I know we don't have a date on that yet. But you're guessing that we're hoping within six months, maybe you're saying. I certainly am hoping so. COVID okay. might put COVID mm. might stall that a little bit because they're getting actors, professional oh, wow. readers, digital artists, yeah. you know, all of that, um, and that takes time. But I'm certainly hoping, and I'm I'm sure they are too, because it's a, a revenue generator. So sure, absolutely. Yeah. Can't imagine so, they're going to sit on it for very long. So <laughs> stay in touch with her on any of her social media. I'm sure she'll be posting about sure. it. Sure. Um, us also, as soon as I find out, I'll make sure it's posted to our page as well too. Um, so stay tuned, fingers crossed and I hope everything goes well for you with that. Thank you so much. This has been great fun. Oh, good. I'm glad. And and when you do become as big as JK Rowling's, uh, we would love to be invited to your beach house in the Caribbean. So. I, I don't. I don't do the sun very well. It would probably be in Alaska, but we'll we'll hang out. <laughs> All right, well, I, I, I like don't know it. How you'll be there? It's not much for cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't handle the cold too well, but uh, you know, we'll... a beautiful snowy day in Alaska. There we go. I'll, I'll come up there in the summer in Alaska. We we can okay. we can compromise. <laughs> but yeah, it's really uh, nice to meet you, uh, Morgan, and uh, you know continued success it seems like you got something going on there and uh it looks like it's only going to grow from here yeah so from your mouth to god's ears that's right that's right that's all we can hope right yeah let's keep that let's keep that ball rolling i can't wait to uh to watch that uh the trailer series come out that's going to be awesome me too and uh, and, and i hope i I really honestly hope it leads to a lot more and that there's a some sort of you know bigger thing in works there because that would be Mm -hmm. even awesomer so Yep, without a doubt. That would be awesomer. <laughs> hey, that's my word. <laughs> I know. I'm still awesome. Everything's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell my generation just from the words that I use. Yes. Blog is book N, not and, but just the letter N, booknvolume.com. Um, you can go to Amazon, and I'm Cynthia A. Morgan. I also have an official author's website, Cynthia A. MorganAuthor.com, mm. um, and of course I'm on Twitter at MorganBC728. Excellent. Awesome. All right, and uh, well, Troy, that was the interview with your friend Morgan, and uh, yep. yeah, yeah, still weird calling her that because I, you know, <laughs> I didn't know her by that. Like I, I knew her last name obviously, but I didn't right. know. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we always called her 
she her name was Cynthia, so we always called her Sin. That's and cool. um, it's just weird getting to know her as Morgan now. But um, either yeah. way, that doesn't matter. Um, I don't. I don't think you know, we asked her this, but did where did she go to high school? I don't know, but she said she grew up in Myerstown, so I wonder if she so, went to Elko. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, it makes sense yeah. if she went to Elko. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, but yeah, we didn't ask her that. No. no um, but uh, yeah, really interesting person. And like, I mean, I'll tell you what, if you guys get a chance, check out her her uh, work on, like even like the book covers and, <laughs> and such. I mean, the art work that was done was really amazing in itself, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, the thing that's the thing that I like that's that's happening here for her is um, somebody like myself. Like, I am not a reader at all. Right. I don't really read much for entertainment. I only read when I have to read. <laughs> um, but now she has the audible version, mm-hmm. and like, oh yeah, for somebody like me that maybe wants to start to get it into something where stories might happen and stuff. Like, I can sit and listen to somebody read to me, but I don't want to sit and actually read it myself right so now, i've done it on a few occasions with a few audiobooks now when so. she does the audible version uh or the audio version i should say i'm thinking football audible mm-hmm. um but if she does the audio version does she do the reading or does she have someone do the reading? I, I think she i think they have somebody they hire to do oh, that okay um some people do do it on their own yeah um but i don't think she's one of those i think they got somebody you know okay that, gotcha um, but yeah i don't i don't know that I don't know. I, I, I know a few authors. Um, I know of a few authors that do it themselves. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what... It might make it a little bit more personable mm-hmm. if the author would read it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I guess it all depends. I mean, you know, it, it depends on your ability to bring out the characters within the book you know there are yeah. professionals that are able to do that so exactly right yeah you know. they know how to emphasize certain things when yep. they're reading and exactly yeah, that's true so her gift is in the uh the writing and uh the creativity of it you know yeah and it's really cool to talk it's how she just like had this dream that just kept coming back to her and all of a sudden like that's just crazy i yeah. know troy i'm waiting i'm waiting for me to have that dream in the middle of the night that's just going to you know, boost me to stardom here, you know? Yeah. Like I've had dreams too that reoccur, but I've never thought about making them into a book or anything <laughs> like that, you know? You know, it's it's just really weird. It is um, very weird. Yeah. So certain people just you know, hey, things just trigger you. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Why not? Why not? If you have the ability yeah, absolutely. And you have the time and something comes to you within a dream, you know, put it out there on paper and see what happens. What's the worst case scenario? It doesn't work? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, like in her situation, like with the, you know, with this book coming to her, like, she, I mean, she had characters and everything in her I mind. Know. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, when I have dreams like that, like everything's just kind of a blur. You have an, you have an idea <laughs> of what's yeah. happening in your dream, but you don't have, like, unless it's somebody you personally know. Right. Like, you, like if there's somebody that you don't know in your book or in your dream, I mean, like, it's just a random person. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just. You don't put a character to it. It's so weird. Um, I know. And, and, good for her that it worked out, though. Heck, yeah. I wonder if we... You know what? Maybe you and I should do... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll play psychiatrist a little bit with us here. Why don't we... Mm. Why don't we should just document whatever is in our dream for uh, for the next month and just see what happens. See what shows up on paper. That'd be pretty funny, <laughs> except for the fact that I usually don't remember them anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't either. But the ones I remember, I mean, oh, um, you know what? Did I ever tell you about my Antonio Brown dream? No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> this was actually a few weeks ago, and okay. uh, and don't ask me why. In fact, you know what? I think you were in it. Come to think of it. Oh my um, gosh! Because uh, we were we were <laughs> we were on a school bus going to school, and. Uh, <laughs> We were in the back of the school bus, and uh, Antonio Brown was on the school bus too, and he was acting. Oh, of course, yeah, of course, you know, and uh, and he. <laughs> See, this is why I probably shouldn't write it down, um, but uh, but he was acting all cocky and everything and arrogant and uh, and. <laughs> And uh, so you and I, I think, yeah, I think it was you as well. Um, we started making fun of him. It was like, you know what? You suck. You don't even play anymore, and all that stuff. And uh, and you know, you you're you're just an old hack. You're nothing but a cancer everywhere you go. And uh, and I forget. And and it got to the point where uh, he and I started fist fighting. <laughs> So, so apparently, uh, yeah, Antonio Brown and I got into a fight, and uh, and we finally got at the school, and then at the school there were like police officers, and they pulled us off the bus, and it was all it was a weird, a really weird dream. I don't even know, I don't even know why that came to my head uh, that night. I don't know if I was watching something, maybe him signing with Tampa Bay. I don't know, but. Uh, it, it just clicked in so my apparent, head. So apparently you and Antonio Brown have some beef, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely uh, lost a lot of respect for him, but uh, I didn't think yeah. it would go to that extreme. I didn't think he'd be coming to blows with no. the guy. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. So, oh, But man, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, we, we all have our crazy dreams, and uh, in some cases people... Uh, you know, profit off of their dreams, and I think uh, that's yeah. where uh, Morgan's headed. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, her dream uh, led her down a better path than your dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You wait, you wait. One day, I'm going to get the movie rights to that. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, you're going to swallow those words. <laughs> uh, so it, it, it would be perfect if the bus driver would have been Jerome Bettis. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a classic, wouldn't it? Been? Uh, what's oh, funny man. is my bus driver was actually the actual bus driver from when I was in high school. Oh my god! Which is even funnier yet. So, oh my Ooh. gosh! Yeah, good times, good times. Well, maybe we'll have to have a little segment on the show also about uh, you know funny dreams that we've had the night before or whatever. <laughs> we should have a, a psychiatrist come on and dissect our dreams. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, what's the story behind that one? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeah. I want I want someone to explain that one to me. So, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Back to back to Morgan, you know, look her up on um, Amazon, look her up on Audible. Uh, you can find her books there. Um, and We'll wait till the new one comes out, and um, I guess mm -hmm. she said, you know, she didn't have a timeline exactly, but she says she's hoping within the next six months they'll drop those book trailers out too. Yeah, I can't wait to see those um, actually. Those so that's on, cool. yeah, on Golden Network TV. I think she said you can find that through Roku. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and as if we as soon as we get any information, I'm sure she'll update us as well. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, and, I, and I'll see it on her page and everything exactly. like that too. So I'll, I'll definitely share it. But, uh, yeah, so as soon um, as we yeah. get that info, we will definitely uh, throw it out there to everyone. 
um, and uh, and go from there. And as I usually say with with most of our guests, like you know, she's already had some success, but we wish her nothing Heck but yeah. more as this continues to grow and, and hopefully grow into you know something bigger where eventually we're seeing this on the screen someday. Yeah, know? yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be first in line to attend that. That would be awesome. Heck Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll be there, be there for her big uh, movie uh, debut or whatever they call the premiere. Oh, right? the screening. Yeah, the screening. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So if you're listening to this, Morgan, you know we ex- we uh, are already accepting our invite. So <laughs> <laughs> to this to the screening That's in right. uh, what New York City or something like that. Hey, right? you know what? Wherever it works, I- I'll even go to Hollywood if we have to. All right, all right. I've never been, so I'll go. I guess. You, oh, of course you will. Of course you will. How how else are we going to go? If we're going to we're going to be the ones that are introducing her on stage before the screening. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I don't know if she knew that or not, but now she does. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. Anyway, uh, best of luck to Morgan, and uh, hopefully, you know, this COVID stuff is going to clear up soon to where, you know things will start happening a little sooner than later for you and um yeah let's just hope for nothing but the best for yourself yep that way she can uh get into her author and writing role as a full-time gig instead of just her part-time exactly exactly that'd be an awesome thing you know just to be able to sit home kind of make your own hours that type of thing that'd be awesome you know that's right wake up in like i uh, i guess in her case she wants to wake up in her alaska home yeah so, yeah, I guess she's not much of a heat person. No, no. What's up with that? So. I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather be warmer, whatever. Yeah, but hey, you know, I get it. Some people are some people. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, with that being so. said, uh, that was our uh, that was our weekly show, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, once again, best of luck to Morgan. And, uh, and also, uh, we we keep seeing successes from all of our other guests, and uh, and as mm-hmm. we as we see them happen, we'll definitely let you know and keep you informed, and uh, wish them nothing but uh, best of luck as well. So let's keep this uh, let's keep this uh, thing rolling in a positive way. Absolutely, for them. yeah. So all right, well, hey, until uh, next week, folks, uh, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.